This is Mel Recall, episode 24. My name is Niall Hope, and as always, I'm joined by Aaron Costella. How you doing, bud? Doing good. Looking forward to this one. Absolutely. We've got a bit of a bumper edition tonight for the podcast. Best albums of 2021. And for this one, we're delighted to be joined by two good friends, Mitch Meyer and Simon Mayer. How's it going, lads? Good to have you back. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So, when we did the Pandemics podcast... We just went in order, we, we picked our favorite ones, and then we just took it from there. But this time we're doing something slightly differently. We all put forward, forward a nomination for the best album. We've ranked all four of them. I have the order here of what would be our fourth best of the year, right through to our first. And the rest of the guys don't know, that's all my knowledge, and we'll reveal it as we go through. Before we kick off, though, I just wanted to sort of reflect on the year and ask you guys, open to anyone... Has this been a good year for metal, in your opinion? Aaron's pointing at Simon, so we'll go to you oh, first. Well, yeah, I think it has been, honestly. Um, I've got tons of honourable mentions that didn't quite make the number one, but um, aside from just having maybe five bands that I knew were going to release in 2021 that I was really looking forward to, I've also, like, just even the past two weeks discovered like four other albums from from artists i haven't some of them i haven't even heard of some of those it's uh, their first album yeah um yeah new bands new albums just yeah i've got tons to go through i haven't even been able to go through everything that i've discovered yet so i think it's been a pretty massive year fantastic aaron what do you yeah, think mate yeah i gotta echo that <clears throat> i think it's one of those cases where we had a lot of good stuff the the and and 2020 during the pandemic and as everyone kind of acclimated and adjusted um you know creatives musicians everyone musicians speaking of music uh people got their shit together and and really focused and were able to create some really great bodies of work um this this second year into all the bullshit with with covid so this year was definitely full of um a lot of thoughtful, really invested, well-produced, well-crafted, creative stuff. So yeah, it was a great year. Mitch? Yeah, I'm going to differ a little bit. I think it was like, I think it was like a, you know, I'd give this grade, I'd give it like a B grade. I thought, I thought there was a lot of good stuff. A lot of older metal artists like kind of revived, uh, Whitechapel, Red Fang. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some really great new records as well. I, I wouldn't say anything that came out this year is, is one of my like top on repeat metal records, yeah. but I think there's a lot of really good ones. I'm kind of glad that you had that opinion because for me, I think I had in my mind one or two albums that I knew were definitely going to be ones that I might nominate, but it, I had to go back and look through the rest of what had been released this year, which I, to me meant that as as the year was progressing, I wasn't really aware of loads of great albums mm-hmm. coming out. And going back, obviously found some really good but good listens, but I'm kind of with you, Mitch. I think there's some real high points, but it wasn't... Oh, I've got some honorable mentions, but I don't think it was as hard to choose as when we did the Pandemics podcast. I think 2020, the albums that were coming out that year were, were quite... Quite impressive. I, yeah, I, I would just comment. I, th- I would say previous years, if we did this like exercise, I would have like known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Like what? You were paying attention. I, I had to kind of look for this. Me, right me too. I thought this was much harder. But but as yeah. I said, we haven't been paying attention as the yeah. year is I mean, it's going. That that's could... kind of fun too, because that's when you really see what sticks and what doesn't stick mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. So I mean, on that actually, just one other question before we go through our honorable mentions. What was the criteria for you guys? How did you choose the album? What was it that like really? Obviously, you don't have to give us any spoiler alerts, but like. Is it a case of the album that you just listen to the most? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll chime in. Yeah, I think uh, for me personally, uh, it was. I don't think I don't think we're quite out of the fog with COVID, um, as, as far as we've come. So, it's it's for me, it was the same as last year, um, between COVID and societal collapse and all the bullshit going on in the world uh i resonate with albums that are reflective of the current times and mm-hmm. so for me whether it was the the, the uh, just the the general audible parts of the instrumentation uh plus the lyrics if it fit for the times th- th- that's that's what nailed it for me so i mean obviously most metal songs are, are dark mm-hmm. in general but um we'll get into it but We'll, we'll find out, but uh, my pick was definitely dead on for a sign of the times. Yeah, my my, my <clears throat> excuse me, my pick wasn't influenced by that, but it was when I think about it, a large part of what attracted me to the album. It's so fucking on point of all the shit that we're going through. I mean, just even to the song titles, but just the feel of it, the 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 conf- the erratic confusion of the world we live in today. Uh, was part of my pick, but but yeah, no, I, I had a bunch of options, and I well, when I when I told Niall what I was gonna choose, I was like, oh no way, I should have I should have chose the other one, <laughs> uh, and then I went back and listened to them, and I was like, no, it was the right choice, but I've been second guessing this choice like for a week now, so yeah, Mitch must uh, must be driving you mad, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, was your criteria similar? My criteria was I, I was kind of listening through albums and I kind of created a system that I evaluated like a lot of my potentials and then actually for the four of us our picks it's how I evaluated the winner of that as well it's not ambiguous I think it's like I would say like at, at the end of the day you know it's it's all about like how much you enjoyed it right mm-hmm. but I think this is I think this is a good way of spelling out why I why, you enjoy, why it, yeah. I enjoy something it's not just like an ambiguous system that um but yeah i actually had a seven point system right point one slow steps variety how is the album because you know i could really love an album but if every track and this is one of the pitfalls of metal in my opinion in general is many bands fall into a pattern where you're like if you tune in and you're not super familiar with the album you don't even know what song you're listening to they kind of all sound the same absolutely um big problem with um, August Burton's Red, in my opinion. Yeah, no, completely yeah. agree. Die Artist Murder. Mm. Um, although they're some of my favorite Fantastic. artists. Fantastic, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so Variety, Soul and Passion, mm. right? How do, do they sound like they mean it? Uniqueness in terms of the scene. Uh-huh. Do they sound like generic deathcore band or black metal band? Right. Guitar work, because obviously that's important. <laughs> Lyrics. And, like, hookiness. Like, was there something in the song that, like, hooked you and is, like, yeah. you, could, you could remember that individually? And then just subjectively, like there's some stuff like 
were they using this style or this style? You know, did they make it like Born of Osiris, all like alieny and outer space? Mm-hmm. Some people are into that, some aren't. You know, yeah, so yeah. that was one point. Is are the styles something I'm personally into? Sure. It's a good system. (laughs) (laughs) Thorough. Yeah. My criteria was slightly different to the rest of you guys. Like, I don't know if any of you go through this, but Spotify has really fucked up the way that I would listen to (laughs) albums, right? You know, I, I think I'm so used to enjoying tracks here and there. So I kind of, like, went through all the tracks that I've liked that I've saved and just seeing the themes that are coming through, mm. which albums had I saved the most tracks from. Mm. And that's kind of what led me to my decisions. But I also found it quite hard because I feel like within the last month or two, there's been some really, really yes. good albums, but I haven't lived with them as long as I've lived with some others. So therefore I kind of thought, is it a of the moment thing or you know i've kind of lent more to albums that i've lived with that were my choices i think there's definitely been a lot of better good shit released later in the year for sure yeah agreed agreed all right well on that simon you said you had about 10 honorable mentions so why don't you actually sorry before you do that in typical metal recall fashion we've i think there are a few i would say glaring omissions ones that as i've been over other i don't know if any of you guys did this went on other websites and checked out what they were ranking their best albums of the year Uh, and there are a few that we interesting i haven't there's a few that we missed off maybe intentionally maybe unintentionally maybe we just like to sort of choose ones that are a little bit under the radar cool but one Glare and Emission from our top albums of the year. I'm going to come straight to you, Aaron, yeah. as our resident yeah. Gojira yeah. head. Yeah. Fortitude. Yeah, 100%. Every, yeah. Everybody's, everybody's waxed lyrical about how good that album is, so why didn't they make the cut for you? Uh, as, a, as a lifelong Gojira fan, um, it did make the cut because... Uh, going back to the whole essence of why we do this podcast is is I think um, we just don't uh, and Gojira has become mainstream and that's not a bad thing for a band like that they absolutely deserve all the success and, and credit that they that they, des- they just flat out deserve it but um, it's um, it's just also not my favorite Gojira album it's a it's a masterpiece and it they're heavy hitters but it's just simply not uh, we would never showcase a good your album on this podcast so i guess that's my easy answer <laughs> it's like saying you're a fan of metallica yeah you don't say yeah it. we're never gonna yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah, who yeah. would say that man yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i wouldn't but but yeah but that's my thing um while we're there Aaron, yeah any other honorable mentions yeah um <clears throat> Let's let's stick with some heavy hitters. So, uh, Gojira obviously was was a, a big one. Uh, Carcass, torn arteries. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was um, a good one. Um, Cannibal Corpse came out with Violence Unimagined, which I think is is a great album as well. But then getting into like the um, um, the lesser known bands, uh, Brand of Sacrifice. They're just their album Lifeblood. They're just doing things that are just unimaginably 
fucking insane. So Brand of Sacrifice, Lifeblood. Uh, there's a band called Sleep Token. This place will become your tomb. Um, and then lastly, uh, going back to like old school black metal days, but they're more more proggy. There's a band called Moonspell. Uh, had an album called Hermitage. So yeah. Oh, and then the last one, Archspire just came out with Bleed the Future, and um, they're just fucking insane. Um, the artwork's insane. The band's insane. I think the album comes in at like 20, maybe 30 minutes long. It's it's so fast. It's so short, but Arch, Archspire, you got to check it out. Yeah. Cool. And they didn't quite make the, the cut just because you preferred the one you nominated more? Yeah, because Archspire is one of those bands, uh, going back to what what Mitch was saying a lot of the songs can end up sounding the same and they're just um, I'm drawing a blank on the genre but the guy's practically rapping because he's he's speaking so fast oh, right. and so like I said they blow through the album in like 30 minutes like maybe less than 30 minutes and it's just over and so like all the songs are they're all musical virtuosos like they're fucking insane musicians but um Another word that's abused on this podcast is dynamic range. Archbuyer does one thing, but they do it very fucking well. But they're not going to really cover a range of sounds. Nice. Um, Simon, I was going to come to you originally, but I'll, I'll point out a couple that might be in your honorable mentions list. Cool. But I was maybe a little bit surprised that you hadn't mentioned them already. Um, Error? Uh, yeah. released error which was well, your um, yeah, pandemic you, choice wow, whoa. is it a case of you chose it for pandemic for, the, for the reason yeah exactly yeah. I, I've, we've already talked about it I don't want to go on about it fantastic yeah. album but yeah yeah fair and enough what, what did that rank online do you know like oh well the interesting thing I don't did you guys look at any other I, no, I looked at you yeah they're really eclectic and that's what made me think it maybe wasn't maybe kind of back to what me and you were saying is that it was it was a good year but it wasn't well maybe actually it could be the opposite there was a great year that so many people had so many like you know eclectic lists Era featured in a few Mm -hmm. I mean Gojira features in most a lot of the ones that uh, Aaron mentioned Carcass was like number one on quite a few but wow all sorts of different genres all sorts of different Mm -hmm. flavors Um, so I think it's just it's hard to pin down and, and our list is going to be quite difficult yeah, different as well um again don't want to cut you off on what you were saying but spirit box as well yeah right i don't think i actually i didn't even write it up in my honorable mentions oh, it dude, was it was the album that, that i had <coughs> pardon that i had preemptively chosen as my favorite album of the year mm-hmm. um but they just didn't deliver what I wanted from them. Right. I think it was... I've been listening to them all year, but I've been listening to their old album all year. Yeah. They went and did what can be... What's what's awesome in a, in a time like the pandemic when you can't see live band as, as much as you could at least, when people are just putting out singles here and there. I think a lot of bands have done that this year. Yeah. And Spirit Books did. <clears throat> and... The problem with that, it's cool when they do it, but when they release an album, you've already heard all the cool songs, uh, and then you just left with the, with the rest, and I'm like, oh, I don't care for these songs that yeah. much. 
Yeah. Interesting. Or yeah. Yeah, these. And, that's yeah. another pitfall of the Spotify model, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's all, I always find it a real shame when the best album, the best yeah. song on an album that you're anticipating is one that was already like, pre released. Yeah. And they did that. And uh, yeah, I, I wasn't uh, quite happy with what was left, honestly. Well, let's go back to your list then. Yeah. The rest of the other nine or ten right. that you had. I'll, I'll try and keep this short. <coughs> <laughs> so my, so my, <coughs> pardon me, coming off of a cold. Um, my runner-up was Darko, and I cannot. Uh, this was the this was the band band and album new band formed during the pandemic, with um, with two lads, only band members. So it's Tom Barber, who's the vocalist for Chelsea Grin, and Josh Baby J Miller of Amur, who plays drums, guitar, and bass for Darko. I mean, I, I can't talk enough positively about this because it is by far some of the, the, the darkest, sludgiest, and most powerful, like modern deathcore I've heard. As well as mixing in, you know, for diversity, just a couple of songs that are still emotional and and more melodic, but they nail that so well as well. I mean, these are two guys with just extensive experience in what they do, um, but I think this is some of the heaviest stuff that they've made, and uh, I, I love this album. Yeah, it's been with me throughout the it's most really of the good, year. man. I really like it, too. Yeah? I really like it, yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. Hits you hard, doesn't it? Yeah. Bloody hell. Okay, so moving on. Uh, I've got tons of notes here. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had to, had to mention. But there is a, there is a, apropos Spirit Box, there is a feature of Courtney Laplante, who is the vocalist for Spirit Box, in one of their songs. So that's neat. Nice. Um, so um, I guess Spirit Box kind of got in there. But uh, Silent Planet, um, it's the clean vocals of this band that has always had me, like, have Silent Planet on an arm's length distance. I haven't really been able to call them like, oh yeah, this is a metal band that I listen to. But for the first time, they came out with an album, Iridescent, this year. And for the first time, I think this is like, oh, okay, okay, I can actually get into this. I thought it was good enough and good sounding enough for, for the rest of it, for the clean vocals to not be like too too much of a contrast yeah so if you're not totally into the clean vocals like super clean vocals mixing in with with growling and stuff like that this is a good gateway album into into silent planet i think i've never heard of them i'll have to check it out right oh, dude this was like sorry to jump in there but yeah go for it this was the album that came really close mm-hmm. for me really yeah yeah and I was sleeping on this one, huh? It only, I mean, it was only released like a handful of weeks ago. And that's kind oh. of, that's yeah. that's why, like what I was saying before, I haven't lived with it as long as the one that I nominated. Mm. But I thought like, and I didn't really know much about them, to be honest, until I listened to that. And I just thought the, I mean, there are so many memorable hooks yeah. on the album. And I, I haven't heard many albums this year that balance... I'm glad that you sort of mentioned the the melodic vocals, but the balance of the sort of heavier, darker parts with the, the melody and the way that they, you know, they go between the two. Yeah. 
it's not jarring it, it flows seamlessly and yeah. I just think it was such an incredible album it's definitely worth listening to yeah. and had it come out a couple more months ago like maybe that could have been my choice but I thought it was fucking brilliant yeah uh, I mentioned another uh, band that I, I used to really like that reminded me of or that Silent Planet reminds me of uh, which is called Wage War they gave out in 2016 I believe a perfect metalcore album uh, absolutely fantastic I'm like oh this is a, an, an enormous band they're going to do great things second album was okay third album in my mind was garbage it was just like a pop band it's, it's like it's not what I want it's not what I wanted at that, all that's a recurring theme for sure that is with, a recurring with, like, this with, with like metalcore yeah. bands they yes. always they drift that way and They've come back. Some of them become more popular with that. Some of them become more you know, popular. Right. Architects, Bring Me the Horizon. Yep. Yeah, yep. Bring Me the Horizon. You, you're spot on, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they've come back with uh, um, uh, an album this year called uh, Manic, and they're try- They're kind of like, they- they're still the same, but they're redeeming themselves a little bit. I don't think the, the, the screamer and the growler vocals have never been better. It's some of the raspiest and harshest harshest like screaming vocals I've, I've, I've heard in a long time so if you're into that stuff uh, I'd, I'd check that out uh, okay of course I have to mention To The Grave okay okay Darko is awesome but if if like my if I were to say my favourite sludge deathcore band of 2021 it would be To The Grave it is fucking filthy <laughs> so it's like a fucking yeah I, I, I don't know man it's just it's just dirty and demonic it's like a shit machine gun that just fucking oh make your mother cry you, kills yeah. you blows a your shit off. machine gun <laughs> yeah um nice. spare box we mentioned Lorna Shore I'm just mentioning them because they came out with two singles that are fucking amazing and I'm sure they're gonna release something soon. Funny, funny connection with them. You know, yeah. you know Tom Barber from Chelsea Green was yeah. their original screamer. He w- no. for Lorna Shore. Yeah, that's true. They've had a few. He was before they? like CJ, whoever. Yeah. Tom Barber used to be in Lorna Shore. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Tom yeah, Barber's a fucking monster. Fucking talented yeah. people all around, man. Um, Attila. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a pleasant surprise. Niall and I went to see them. We were all going to go see them. It was a fucking good night. And then you guys, night, you guys wussed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just call me a wuss. <laughs> so that, that was... Uh, I know what I am. Yeah. Aaron's not about that life, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. No, that's like. uh, if you were at the concert, I think you'd like it. No, I'm sorry um, I missed it. Um, and then we got Structures, which is as, a, as an album called None of the Above. Classic, great metalcore. Really cool because uh, it's it's a new band, new new album, six songs, so it's technically an EP, but just great metalcore. Another one, Abbey Falls, which almost has the same name as Structures. Uh, no one's above, no one's below. Uh, new to me as well, uh, the first ever album or EP, four songs, great metalcore as well. So people go check them out. I'm nice. Done. That's you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mitch, honorable mentions. Yeah, I, I got a few. So there is a there's a band called like Moths to Flames mm-hmm. who put out this two track record in two thousand fifteen called The Dream is Dead, and that is like one of my favorite pieces of music ever created. It's a masterpiece. There's only two songs, but it's amazing. They're a metalcore group and like many metalcore groups they started like singing like 
you know, arena pop choruses. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, I'm, for, it's not for me. Yeah. We'll just say that. And uh, they came out with an EP this year that they t- they stepped back from that. It's heavier. It's, like, more brutal. It's more of their old stuff. And I love it. And it was... First of all, it's an EP, so I didn't know if it counted. It's, like, five tracks. And then also it was, like... It just wasn't quite there. Like, they still had, like, an anthemic chorus or two that wasn't really flowing my boat. Mm. Uh, that's a good one, though. It's called Pure Like Porcelain by, like, Moss to Flames. Cool. Um, second one is Devastation by Beartooth. Mm. They're... Uh, they've been around a few years. They've been around, I don't know, probably eight years or so. Uh, really great metalcore group. And it's it's... It's, again, they do the singing in the choruses, and I think... I th- Like, I love, like, all genres. You know, I got no qualm with singing. Like, there's plenty of genres I enjoy with that. Yeah. Sure. But it, it, I do think a lot of metal metalcore and deathcore artists who do that, like, don't do it that well. It's um, a fine line. <laughs> I just think it's, a, like, it, they, it often just... Like, some of the Beartooth choruses, I'm like, this is... This is cheesy, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's like it's it goes from so brutal to so cheesy, like like that. And there's no there's no transition between the two. It's just like nacho cheese fully yeah. on. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's always held me back with those guys because I think like the the guitar work, like the riffs, are really cool and they get you like proper pumped up. The great and scream got, too, as well. Got, like a, a hell of a logo as well. Like, I just really want to like yeah. them, you know? But I, sometimes just the choruses, mm-hmm. like you said, they're just a little bit on the cheesy side. Yeah, and that's... I mean, this album, I think, was better than their prior ones in terms of that. They do, like, a mix scream-sing thing for the choruses, and it's yeah. more tasteful in my opinion, but it wasn't number one for me. Um, then the other one I'll mention is Ultra Pop by The Armed, which... Yeah. Was almost my pick. Which we should eat down. I feel pretty bad about this, to be honest, because it was on one of the, it was on one of the lists I went down. And I was like, "Well, shit, maybe we should let Mitch run with it." But you know, it, oh, it's no. it, genre wise, it's super diverse. It's like yeah. the first track you listen to, you're like, "Is this indie shoegaze?" And then like the second track, which is my favorite on the album, it's called I don't know how to say it, Mas- Masunaga Vapors. Okay. It's it's brutal. It's awesome. It's it's the whole album is a chaotic mess, yeah, but it's, it's like fucking wild. It's orchestrated. <laughs> you almost feel like you're like in a tornado. But it's fucking great. In it but it it works so. Yeah. You know. It's it's like a beautiful mess. So that was like that was tied for number 1 with me with uh my selection that I went with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. None of us have and I'm not going to mention it either. Um, none of us have mentioned the Architects album that yeah. came out this year and I know certainly Simon, Mitch mm, hey Aaron you're really keen on them too but yeah but it was a shift yeah let's Lo- be honest Lost Together diff- Lost yeah. Forever and there, that and Prior were like some of my favorite records yeah and like some of your favorite metalcore records ever. some of my favorite records right. like Lost yeah. Together Lost Forever is one of my favorite records period I, I completely agree yeah is this a case of what you were saying like 6,000% yeah arena pop yeah daybreaker oh, no. lost together lost forever even their EPs hollow crown uh, that's not an EP that's like their first full length mm-hmm. all for artists and musicians ex- exploring and changing and, yeah. and, and, and discovering new new routes but like 
sometimes that hard left turn just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, they're entitled to do whatever the fuck yeah. they want. They've made some of the best metal albums. But I just wasn't feeling there. it at all. No. They, they can do whatever they want. You know, yeah. I, Cool I, iconography, you know, artwork. They're, they're the funny. production, they got the top dollar to do this and that, but it just wasn't good. They're a funny case where... It's just I, not good. Where sometimes there's these lineup changes, and it happened with Bring Me the Horizon, and it happened with Architects. Bring Me the Horizon, they had... Jonah Weinhoffen from I Killed the Prom Queen he's like insane guitarist like mm-hmm. one of the best guitarists in the world I think he was voted Australia's top 40 guitarist of all times and uh it's from like Melbourne or some, something and he quit after or they broke up he left the band after There Is A Hell and then that's when they started to go down for me their next album was still good mm-hmm. and Lost Together or, and uh, Architects I think there's two brothers in the band Mm. One of them actually got cancer and died after, yeah, lost, yeah, yeah. after lost Together. And oh, yeah. that was really, like, I felt like their writing was a little more, like, elementary yeah. after yeah. that. Like, I feel like he was just speculation, but I'm like, I wonder if he was the one who had, like, really good taste and really good writing. Maybe, because I've, I've definitely felt his lyrics suffering lately. I don't, I don't know if you've just ran out of ideas, but it's a lot of platitudes and just, like, oh, okay. But yeah. the... the the fella that died, he mm. was replaced by the the main man, Josh Middleton, uh, the, the sort of chief songwriter and, and lead singer of Silosis. Right. Mm. Who they just they just put out a track, uh, yesterday or the day before. Really. Which I assume they're gearing up to another album. I fucking love Silosis, so I would hate to think that he was yeah. <laughs> he was part the of the. You know, I I think it might just be it's it's one of those things to gain in popularity. They're just looking to grow and yeah. grow and grow, and it doesn't work for for you guys, but it's certainly working for somebody else. Yeah, so. it's I working, mean, it's you, working you, for them. You can so. count the listens, and you can see their success. Like it's working for it's working for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll keep this short. Um, I've already mentioned Silent Planet, Iridescent. That was the album that came the closest to me. Um, but um. We talked about this previously, but Whitechapel put out Kin, which I thought was a fantastic album. Um, wasn't on par with The Valley, I didn't think, but still a really great listen. Just preferred some other albums uh, a little bit more. Um, and then a couple of bands that I'm a huge fan of. Um, Black Label Society put out Doom Crew, Inc. Yeah, how was that? But just within the last week, right. though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's what you'd expect, okay. right? You know, it's it, they've they've long established a um, formula, and every album is listenable. But it just if you're looking for like that one album, it's it's not gonna be that. Um, and Exodus put out Persona Non Grata, right. um, which is again, it's a, a very good thrash album. It's just only been around for like a couple of weeks, so I just didn't feel like putting it out there. And like I said at least one other album that I've enjoyed more consistently throughout this year. All right, 30 minutes in, and we haven't even got to our first pick. <laughs> That's what you get. Right, we're going to go for it now. Our top four of the year. There's no last place here. These are all winners. But in fourth place is going to be Graveside Confessions by Carnifex. And Mitch, this was your nomination, so take it away, give us a little bit of background, let's hear what you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Carnifex, 
this was an album I discovered uh, somewhat recently. Carnifex is a San Diego um, metalcore band. They started in 2005. Uh, they call themselves symphonic black metal and metalcore. They've had 10 records and EPs in the last 16 years. Fucking hell. That's Damn. a lot. Good on them. They just put one out like every year. I've always... Yeah. I've, another, that's what, again, I love this podcast because it's a band I've always heard of but I don't... I didn't really go down the rabbit hole until this album. Yeah. I think... Uh, yeah, you've heard the name. I don't know if Niles heard the name because his response to the band name is he, he says that sounds like meat cornflakes. Yeah. Uh, I just call them cornflakes now. Yeah. Cornflakes. Am I wrong though? No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I said that in you know, it's a it's a good thing. It's, it's a t-shirt design waiting to happen. Cornflakes. <laughs> cornflakes. Corn just someone pouring some milk on it. And uh, and okay, so first EP in two thousand six. I've I've. They've never put anything out. I have a, a somewhat concise list of records that are, like, life-changing. Like, I listen... Mm-hmm. You know, every six months, I'll go back to them and, like, sure. binge on it. Yeah. Carnifex isn't on there. But I, I was really impressed. Um, I was really impressed with their record that came out. Uh, the, the one that came out earlier this year, I, I, I think it was actually in the fall, so it wasn't too long ago. It was right. called uh, Graveside Confessions. And it, I'll be honest, I rated it. I had this like ten scale for everything. For me, it was only a seven point five. Mm. So I, I didn't really have any records that were like eight, you know, over like nine or tens this year. Carnifex was really good. The guitar work was immaculate, as always with Carnifex. Um, the this the vocal tone, the scream, the power. It's it's amazing. The, he can. He gets it done in that department. The vocals are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. tons right? of range. I mean, yeah, tons of range, like but, crazy power. I was very pleasantly surprised when I heard that. Going just going through that. Yeah, one. yeah. It does not get lost in the mix, you no, know, with with a tone like that. Um, I thought there was some decent variety on the record. You know, different tempos, different cool riffs where you, like you actually remember the song instead of like the trap of where you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Um. The downfall for me was lyrics. They they remind me a lot of a band that has everything right except the lyrics, which is called Bad Omens. Mm-hmm. Best name, right? Uh-huh. Bad, Bad Omens is an amazing band name. Mm-hmm. They got the look, the you know the the screamers awesome, the guitar work, but like you listen to the lyrics and you're like, I, I feel like is in, it simple? Is it no? I feel like in metal, a lot of like one of the pitfalls that some artists fall into is like. Like, it's one thing to sound badass, and it's another thing to sound like you're trying to sound badass. Right. And for both, and and that's kind of like bad omens. They're always, like, out of reach for me. I'm like, I want to like them. I love their instrumentals. I love their screamer. He can also sing pretty well, and it's it's not, like, a poppy clean tone. He's got, like, a cool grit tone. But I can't I can't do their lyrics, you know? Is it like, if you, if you have to tell me how tough you are, you probably aren't. It's, it's yes. very much Yeah, that. on the on the nose... Right. Yeah. It's very much of that nature, and it's it's really like cliche, like metal cliches. And, yeah, uh, that's what I felt. You know, so I had this seven point system for rating these albums, and g- lyrics was a was a four out of ten. Yeah, for for Carnifex, yeah. yeah. it, was, it was great when it was a mess and you couldn't really hear what he's saying, but when you could hear what he's saying, I was I was I found myself shying away. So, you know, I, I'm here with like guitar work nine out of ten. 
you know, like the passion, the soul is nine out of ten, but the lyrics really brought it down for me. So I thought it was an awesome album. I listened to it a bunch of times. Cool. But it's I doubt it will be one of those that like I revisit every year or two. That reminds me of uh, Attila. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. When I listen, when you, when we were gearing up to go to that gig, and I listened to the, I was listening to some tracks. I told you, you shouldn't. Uh, (laughs) Don't listen. Just show up. I was like, fucking hell, I am not going to enjoy this. But when we were there, I could barely make out what he was actually saying, and I was fucking loving it. Yeah. When I listened to Carnifex, ironically, as much as I said that it sounds like meat cornflakes, it's definitely not a breakfast time listen, and that's when I, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I listened to it this morning. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" And I was I was laughing with Aaron before um, that after we said the armed aren't metal enough for this list. You were like, "All right, fuck you guys!" I'm just gonna give you the darkest, heaviest, most unrelenting, brutal album that I could possibly get, and that's how I felt this morning when I listened to it. And, and honestly, you you won that competition, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, you won you, on you, that. You got yeah. the heaviest and darkest and the heaviest, and darkest, nastiest. I mean, it, and I, I love the sound of that. I, I do want to give one example, not to shit on Bad Omens too much. I do love them, but they have this song, which, in my opinion, from two records ago, which is like this close to being a masterpiece. It's called Exit Wounds, but the bridge goes, "Fuck that, fuck this. If you're gonna br- burn a bridge, you better hold your breath and learn to swim." And then like a Sam Carter, bleh. Yeah. Bleh. And I'm like, that's like, that's not creative. You know? Yeah. It's it's not like, you know, it's just. No, I guess, I guess it's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's, it's kind of that like metal pissing contest where it's like how yeah. heavy and how, how badass can we be? And I'm like. Yeah. If it sounds organic, that's tight. But yeah. when it doesn't, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Aaron, you got some thoughts on Carnifex? Yeah, 100%. The, um, my notes for that album is the vocals are like audibly fucking raw and nasty and he can fucking belt it out i love that to use uh niles niles texted me the album is every song is a punch to the balls (laughs) (laughs) instrumentally (laughs) but um but but that's where the the actually let's keep going with the good so the vocals are fucking brilliant uh the instrumentals are a punch to the balls what I was pleasantly surprised with and impressed that you picked this, the fact that you picked this band was the um, the blackened symphonic yeah. vibe. Because mm-hmm. it and, definitely has like uh, an era of black metal in it. Yeah, and, yeah. that's what's and honestly, it, that's I, what set it apart for me. Like definitely, yeah. I'm not a huge deathcore guy, but actually, yeah. those elements made it sound quite unique. I thought. And when the, I, this is the elements that thought I was gonna actually hate that album like I was like oh I'm not gonna like this but, <laughs> but I, again I was pleasantly surprised yeah it was scary as fuck man yeah yeah I, I as, a, as a fan of black metal myself um, what, what I was pleas- again pleasantly surprised to learn was um, they, they um, referenced one of the references was the band called Dissection which I fucking love um, uh, that band and there's I mean it's just if anything it's like really dark but melodic symphonic yeah. um um and then obviously i was looking looking around the 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 um are influenced by the black dahlia murder they're even touring with black dahlia um but um again 
I think the um, when you dove into the lyrics, that's when I was kind of like, oh, okay. And it was, it, I even think I heard like some Misfits vibes. Like it was almost like Halloweeny, like on the on the nose. Like mm-hmm. I'm creepy and evil, like like yeah. pissing contest. And so, and then then there was even a couple moments where, I mean, in all genres of music, lyrics are repeated, courses are repeated, but. Some of these things that were repeated were so cheesy, it became yeah. sing-songy. It just became sing like a almost like a nursery rhyme, which kind of uh, was was a disservice to it. And so, I just got one lyric here. It says, uh, "I've thought about death so much, I don't fear her anymore. When I die, I'm not gone. You just won't see my human form. And mm-hmm. when you sing these words back, no God will forgive you for that." Cool. I mean, it's, it's just like it's throwing, cool. he's just throwing out metal words. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, <laughs> but um, I really, I mean, yeah, I just really liked um, uh, talk to the dead, um, seven souls. Seven souls is awesome. Cemetery wonder, um, um, but again, like that song, dead buddies everywhere. Yeah. When you read the lyrics, it's like it's like the angsty teenager that hates their parents. And I'm gonna like, I'm gonna interject ah. there, mate, because that's a corn cover. Did it you, is. Oh. Did you guys not know that? No. Like that was the one moment the the little kind of almost nursery rhyme uh, little high part in in the song right at the start. I was I recognize that. I well, not everyone can do that. And then I Corn looked, can do that. <laughs> I Am at, I right? I looked at the title, Dead Bodies Everywhere, and I was like, that's, 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 a, that's a corn song. Um, but the it's almost completely unrecognizable apart from that one little melody. I'm not going to lie. I and thought then, about Corn as I was reading those lyrics. And then the right the right, right at the end when he's screaming Dead Bodies Everywhere. Yeah. Jonathan Davis, you can do nursery rhymes all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I mean, that's like... Um, I mean, fair play to them. Like they really sort of made that their own. But that was an interesting um, addition to the album. I thought. Yeah. Simon, are you familiar with Carnifex? No, not at all. Not 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 until now. Um, even though you're a carnivore. Even though I'm a carnivore, <laughs> but I don't need conflicts. Um, <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. But uh, yeah, as I said, I was pleasantly uh, surprised. So I. Um, we all had a ranking, right, of which album we thought was out of the other ones that everyone submitted. Like, what would the ranking be? And and I had to use not as advanced of a point system as Mitch did, but a similar one where I gave every song kind of like a one out of six dice roll, basically, to oh, figure out whether what place this album would get in my ranking of the four top albums uh, with with one other album. That we're gonna get to later, um, and I and I was pleasantly surprised about like how many fives it got. I don't think there was like one song in there that got like a six out of six for me, but there was a lot of fives, and I was like, oh, I actually really like this album. I didn't think I did, but I do. I guess, <laughs> yeah. Snuck up on you. Yeah, I did. I didn't ask you what your f- standout tracks were. Yeah. Um. Let me pull up my list. I thought the lead track was pretty fucking awesome, to be honest. The first one on the album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The the self the Graveside Confessions. 
There's uh, even some organs in there, man. Like it's it gets it's very bl- there's it's subtle, but there's some it's it's blackened. It's black yeah. metal. Yeah. So my top tracks were uh, Graveside Confessions was one of them. My top track was Seven Souls because I like for me songs that are that I will listen to over and over again. They have to have something unique. Yeah. And Seven Souls had that like symphonic black metal chorus on it. Yeah. With the orchestral element in the back, and to me that was like. Okay, I've never heard something like that exactly like this before. Storm of the Lights Bane by Dissection. The whole album is that. It's similar to that? It, yeah. It's exactly that. And it came out in 1995. Well, <laughs> it's you know, a masterpiece. I was four years old, so. Yeah, it's, yeah. dude, it's fine. That's it's, um, it's part of the fun. You'll love it that is, album. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, I forgot who, it's, who was it. Not who, the lead singer so much. Yeah. Um, other honorable mentions for. Some of the best tracks on Grave, Graveside Confessions was the self-titled track, mm-hmm. as well as I loved uh, collaborating like Killers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that one, that one is as cheesy as some of the lyrics can be. It was he's storytelling I, on that yeah, song. I, you know, I think I, I think I popped that on the list before I read the lyrics. <laughs> you know, and uh, Countess of Perpetual Torment was cool. There's, there's yeah. Slit Wrist Savior was interesting as the mm-hmm. last track. I jump in there because um, collaborating like Killers was probably my standout track at first, and then as I was reading reviews, I found out that the last three tracks on the album are re-recordings from one of their first ever albums. Yeah, it's all there on like Spotify. A, oh, interesting! It's a really curious choice, and and the reviews that I read were from where they started as maybe more of a traditional deathcore band to where they've gone with a bit more of the blackened elements those last three tracks don't really have any of those blackened elements so it's no. it's it's quite a interesting decision to put it on there but um i you know for me if i i think this isn't like a genre that i'm hugely you know enamored by so the things the things that actually stuck out to me more were like the riffs like I'm always like looking for that the hooks and I think that this has some really really brutal awesome um memorable hooks it's a fucking dark unrelenting album yeah. and I think the thing that you know my my slight negatives to it is that I think it's just too long you know it's yeah. 16 <laughs> songs yeah. 16 songs yeah, yeah, of that yeah. same kind of um I just really punishing like like Aaron it comes said, in I, over an hour i said dude like 16 you just been punched in the cock like 16 <laughs> yeah. times I, I don't know that i've ever heard heard an album in any genre where i was glad that it was more than nine songs no me neither no i, I, I think an album spot. should be i think an album yeah. should be like eight songs i disagree so hard you do yeah but i'm like this with movies too like i want a movie to be three hours plus like the longer the, mo- <laughs> the longer the movie the better Okay. We have our local psychopath. If 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 you're an artist and you have something great to make, cool, go fucking make it. If you if you got more cake in uh, in the other room, I'm gonna go to the other room and eat some more cake. Uh, <laughs> this guy, leave, yeah. the, leave the people wanting more. Yeah, I, I will agree with you. Like, if there is enough, there is no filler. Yeah. No repetition, and there is there are some ups and downs throughout the way and my yeah. take on this was it was kind of there's some repetition Sorry. I mean, for an untrained ear anyway like yeah. it, it's a lot of the same kind of feeling and actually 
I actually quite liked the instrumental that's on the album because it just really? was like a, a little bit of well, a yeah, January one. Balls. Yeah, I was like, fuck me, get, get my yeah. balls a rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but, but I do, I do get what you were saying. They're hiding of, up in your in your body. <laughs> I, I, well, this I is do, nice. I do get what you're saying to this album in particular. I was just uh, pressing on the on the kind of like the consensus that long albums are always bad because no, there's another album in the list we have here. That also has sixteen songs. It's also I, too long. And I think it is <laughs> fucking. <laughs> no, the January night no, doesn't. Like, he doesn't suffer from the same problem of being too long in my mind. I think it has more. Just, wait, it has more we're, we're not there yet. No, no, January night is another nod to dissection. Oh, yeah? There's an interlude in that album that's like very that's really Spanish similar. guitar. Yeah, just very like chill. Like yeah. setting the, this dark, dark, somber mood, mm. and that's the instrumental that I was talking about, right? That cause January that, nights, yeah, yes, that is, yes. that is really yeah. good. Yeah, but I, I like you got to break it up. You got to take a break from the ball, the ball. <laughs> really taking a beating. Yeah. I, I like, I like uh, Black pray, and blue. pray for peace and uh-huh. carry us away yeah. as well because I think those had like some really sick riffs. I think it was maybe a, a touch on the the long side, but I mean. Can we just talk about the artwork? For yeah, a yeah, yeah. That yeah. is like winning. Excellent artwork. You want that on a t-shirt? Yes, like, no doubt. You do. About it. In fact, I might look for that tomorrow. Great logo, great, great album art. I give, I give it a five out of five on artwork. Oh, same, same, absolutely. Very good, uh, good like color palette. Yep, very. That's a, uh, that's a good shade of red. Yep, you know. Yep. All right, so that's number four in the bag. On to our third best album of the year, 2021, and that is going to be Witness by Vola. Now, this was the one that I nominated, so let me give you a little brief introduction. Um, Vola are a Danish progressive metal band. They sort of incorporate quite a lot of eclectic sounds into their, their music, as I'm sure you guys are aware of, having listened to the album now. There's a lot of gent in there, there's a lot of electronic elements melody a plenty i think so this is their third album it's actually released in may so like i said one of the reasons why i nominated it because i've sort of had it on rotation for quite a lot of time now so i mean just a quick uh, sort of background on the band the members they're they're three parts danish and one part swede um, <laughs> yeah, so that the uh, the drummer Adam uh, Janzi or Janzi, he's the only Swede in the band, so he must feel slightly outnumbered there. But you've got Asker Meigand on vocals and guitars, Martin Werner on keyboards, and Nikolai Mogensen on bass. Um, and I guess you know the reason that I really wanted to bring this album to the table is because I actually thought that it was probably the most interesting album that I heard this year I think that it is wildly eclectic like I mentioned before I think the highs and the lows were they were almost jarring at times because there's such like super poppy melody within the album even some of the songs are just purely pop sort of uh, really chill kind of melodic stuff but then they also have quite a lot of heavy parts in the album as well not to forget there's a rapper in there too isn't it yes exactly we'll get to that so <laughs> you know i'm i think 
Aaron, you might be a little bit more familiar with them than I am. Sounds like you might have been listening to them for a, a number of years, and I'm I'm familiar with them, but just not to the level that I was with this album. So when this came out and they released a few tracks ahead of time, just like we talked about on Spotify, they had um, I think it was uh, let me just check here, Head Mounted Sideways and Straight Lines came out early. Those were the the singles, and they were you know, very interesting tracks. And I was really looking forward to this one. Um, but I kind of think there is, you know, there's a little bit of something for everyone in this album. Loads of heavy gent that kind of evokes Meshuggah um, and, and that kind of style. But then I really like that they have this really European sound. Yes. You yeah. know, and it, it to me, it kind of, I don't know. It's I don't know, Simon, if you would agree with this, but I kind of feel like it. It feels a bit Ramstein at times. Some of the instrumentation, certainly with more of the, shall we say, the electronic element or the more sort of symphonic element there. But also um, soil work, which I'm a huge fan of, like sort of melodic Swedish death metal um, scene. But I think that they just have quite a few different varieties in there. Like again, it kind of keeps it interesting. And you know, to your point before, even some like, new metal stylings of corn, uh, which me and Aaron have shared some thoughts about, um, and and uh, collaborating with a U.S. Uh, rapper um, or group called Shaman on on the track "These Black Claws." So. I personally thought it was an absolute masterpiece of an album and I did select it because me and Aaron did share love for one of the other albums which I thought you were going to put forward so this was kind of my um, choice for that for that very reason but as as I was listening to all four albums and I was just going through this this actually took my number one spot because I just I think that I I hear these songs in my head constantly after listening and when yeah. i was going back through my like tracks i had half of the album in there so that's one of the reasons why i chose it but you guys listen to it i'm interested to know how you kind of how you how you thought about it aaron i'll come to you first yeah um i agree 100 <clears throat> percent uh, i'm really glad you picked this because out of, out of the four albums submitted this one is the most genre bending uh the most um uh, eccentric and unique in my opinion as far as sound goes because when you when you hear this band no other band sounds like this band and so mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to echo your sentiment about this this European out there's something very Eurocentric about it I don't even know how to put my f- finger on how to define that but it just sounds Euro to me mm-hmm. and well they're obviously European but I don't know what that means audibly but it's they're just it's just something european about it and i don't know if it's the fact that they can make maybe it's the fact that they can correct me if i'm wrong i i'm gonna hypo, uh, speculate it's because they can make something like metal sound poppy used th- yeah. those words so if you can take something as is as heavy as as heavy metal but make it sound melodic and poppy europeans are they probably did it first, and they're probably the best at doing that. Mm. Um, 
This, but it, it is a very hard thing to oh, put to your finger on. Yeah. The scent helps. Yes. That's probably the other big thing. That, so, that's where you get the Rammstein in a little bit. Yeah. You, you asked me if I thought it, it sounded a little bit like Rammstein. To me, it sounded like three different bands, or the best parts of three different bands that I quite like yeah. put into one. Um, the first song immediately the, the opener of the album immediately reminds me of the good parts or the parts that I like of Mastodon for some reason mm. huh. and then you got the gent in there that I am a big fan of it reminds me of a band called Tesseract which yeah. mm. I, I fucking just googled like I, I googled right now while you were talking just to see if they released anything oh boy they released an album this year as well that I haven't listened to we might have to do this again in a week <laughs> yeah um, I missed that man because I like I like Tesseract too. Yeah. we, we that, call this the semi-finals right you know? <laughs> but then you got a little bit of that synth in I don't know yeah I can't even pinpoint it either I mean being from Scandinavia I can't even pinpoint like the thing that makes it feel European or Scandinavian I think it's just uh, like there's like in different genres and like different parts of the world there's like like no music is like really original. It has yeah. like all the. It's like a summation of the influences. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah. And I think it's just like the. It's it's hard to describe it because it's really nothing more than like. Melodic, you know, textural and like melodic right. ideas. Because what I immediately like, like the pictures I get in my mind when I when I look at or when I listen to this is, like a cold and dead landscape in a way. It's eerie. Um, to me, this album. Um, like I'm just like oh this is a little bit depressing in a beautiful way mm-hmm. it's like the world is ending uh, but not in a chaotic way and just like yeah I don't know what it is It's it's it gives me these pictures in my mind of of kind of like that desolate landscape or something that it's you like, might find it's like the world is ending and, and that's okay and that's okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think that Aaron to your point like the synth is definitely something that evokes that European sound that, like I mentioned, Rammstein has it, Soilwork definitely has it, but there's something about the melody, the chorus, mm. that sounds so uplifting, it's almost euphoric in a way. And, yeah. and I think that's something yeah. that's very typical of, of that kind of... Almost a world music element. Like, yeah, it, it, like, yeah. It, it, does, it does feel like that. And, and, you know, Epic. You said, Epic world music, like uplifting. Is, you could, you could. Swap. It's all coming to an end, but it's gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, World exactly. Cup. You could swap the instrumentation on quite a lot of these tracks, and it would just be a straightforward pop song. And normally, I mean, that sounds. That sounds like a bad thing. It sounds like a bad thing, yeah. but actually, it works so well. And I just think there are so many. I just love the way that they just. I'm gonna use an Aaron term here, but they really just fuck with your eardrums because the oh, yeah. the, the the peaks and troughs on the album. They've are, got are the really biggest ru- this band out of all the bands. They've got the biggest rubber band, like like the 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 yeah, yeah. like the the the, that's, the gent the gent that yeah. rubber band is mm. fucking massive and like it's like yeah the gent is just it's just it's massive it's. Yeah. I'm the, glad. I'm glad that you said that because I was going to say something that. Boing! Like, it's just so fucking intense. Yeah. These guys maybe have one of the best sort of upsides to all of the albums that we put forward. Where like, I don't know where they go from here, but I could yeah. see them being fucking huge. Like, 
and and maybe they might continue down like even more of a like a um, mainstream vibe because they clearly have that in their arsenal. We don't know where they're going to go, but I'm really interested to know where they go first, uh, go next. And one of the, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a band called Carnival, but they're yeah, yeah, like hundred percent. It reminds me tons of Carnival yeah. as well, and they split i assume they haven't given out anything in like six seven years which which devastates me because yeah. they were one of my favorite bands going back a number of years now and i used to think that they had that progressive element yes they had the layering the melodies their songs would that, just be like such a that such atmosphere a that they were able to create as well i find that in vola as well yeah absolutely and you know i think that that just it just makes it even more interesting to me. Keeps me engaged. Keeps me like you like different songs for different reasons. And and I I think this is an album that I I struggled to pick my favorite track from it because week on week I may prefer a song more than others, and then it will sort of change as we go. Um, Mitch, interested to know your thoughts on this one. Yeah. So this one. And be honest. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Be honest. Yeah, so there was there was definitely like pros and cons for me. I did, and this unfortunately was like two of the records where I think like stylistically it just wasn't exactly like in my cue zone. I was mm-hmm. like, a lot of like the way the melodies were formed. I was like, this is, to me it wasn't really catchy. It was just kind of droning. Like, a lot of the choruses felt a little bit droning and teach their own. I can see that, yeah. I did, like... I did appreciate the clean elements, which could have been tacky in a normal circumstance, but to address, like, the rubber band slinkiness, just for any guitar nerds out there, obviously a standard tuning guitar is... The lowest string is E. Uh Uh-huh. Their their guitar tuning is the lower F sharp. Uh Uh-huh. Like, that's... That's unheard of. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like it's so low and what you get with that is like looser tension yeah. more slinkiness that's a it. lower frequency yeah. and it sounds more like like a factory than like an instrument yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it, it was cool because I'd hear these melodies were like I'm like oh this is a bit out of character a bit out of color for like this scene but behind it was like these brutal riffs yeah. which was and cool and even their bass player is very prominent the bass yeah. combined with the regular guitar is being tuned down. Mm. Well, they're essentially just a three-piece. Well, okay. I mean, they're a four-piece, but one of the members is is keyboard, and that's quite that's quite rare, I think, in metal to just have a single. Gu- and mm-hmm. you'll obviously double track and and do whatever. Well, but yeah, um, interesting what you said there about the tuning because that was kind of what I said before. It kind of falls in line with that. But I think like the highs and the lows are so spread out you've got yeah. these like super soaring super melodic super high melodies and they can just drop it straight away the, the lows are low really, yeah they're very low um i so i guess my two cents was i loved the variety you know i loved how like there are all these different components and all these different styles within the record mm-hmm. that's what i love in a metal record you know that's my some of my favorite bands you know i i, I would never put their records on here because it's the same thing over and over and over again mm-hmm. yeah. Um, however, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, this was not, this was lower on my list of the top four. I, I found it personally a little lethargic, a little sleepy. It's like some of these choruses, 
you know, it was, they were, they're very, um, vocally low energy. I mean, you could definitely fall asleep to a couple of the tracks. I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. Like, they just... It's, it's actually just, pleasant to listen yeah. to. Like, it's it pleasant. Is, it's the whole thing's very pleasant, yeah. yeah. So, it, I mean, that's that's my two cents. I thought it was catchy. Yeah. I thought it was stylistically unique, which was cool. I thought there was some variety on the record. Yeah. I do love a low, slinky guitar. I, I like that sound. Yeah, I feel and, like um, this album is definitely a mood in and of itself. Yeah. And if you're not in that mood, it's not going to be the album you put on. But to me, I, I find myself in that mood where this album fits perfectly. And I can see, actually, this album, and this is why I rated it um, quite high, was because I can see myself putting this on, actually, again and again. Yeah. As a, as a either while I'm working or just, like, after a day or something like that, where it's like, oh, this is the mood that I'm in now. And it's it's still metal because I love metal, right? I want to listen to metal, but you don't want to shit your pants every time or every, 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 every time of day. Right. And then this comes in and, and can be like, kind of like, yeah, it's a, it's a sample platter. Well, I'm sure you, I'm sure you get enough like excitement, you know, taking care of all those hostages in your basement. Yes. That, that sometimes you just want something relaxing to listen to. You know, to. you get tired from, that's you a do. lot of work. The, the yeah. screams and their cries. Yeah. Yeah. Your ear jumps just needs a little bit of a, relaxation time just to counteract a little bit of that i actually think that the the eclecticism in this album to me means that for me personally i don't need to be in a particular mood for it oh really it's it's more that some songs suit one mood and other songs yeah i I could split this album up and put it onto different types of playlists and just to just to sort of as a counter to the the Carnifex album, you definitely got to be in that mood. You do, like, yeah. Whereas oh, yeah. this one, I think you could take, you might be putting together some sort of gent playlist, and you might put in Stone Leader Falling Down. Yeah, you might mm-hmm. be wanting to put like more of a chilled, atmospheric, melodic, like metal t- tinged playlist. You might put Freak in, which is like yep. completely clean. You might be in a slightly more new metal mood, and you might put in these black claws so I think it kind of yeah there's like it is a bit of a pick and mix you know there's like loads of stuff and I did want to actually talk about the track these black claws because it's probably the most experimental of of certainly what they've done but I think the most experimental on the album because it definitely has that new metal like there's definite corn vibes in there second time we're talking about corn on the (laughs) podcast there's like a sort of low-key hip-hop moment on the album. The chorus goes into that super European style, but the part that I fucking love and, and makes this probably my standout track, despite how like how many sort of weird sort of sounds and things they're balancing, is the, the bridge on that track when I think the lyrics are one straw in the drain and the riff that comes in, I just... I think it's fucking brilliant and just takes you away to another area but I just want to kick it over to Aaron because I think you may have a slightly different opinion (laughs) on this track (laughs) no I you're saying uh, Black Claws was corn vibes yeah I thought I thought Stone Leader Falling Down was blatant corn no, you've got it wrong, man. That's you. That's you. I got it backwards. Okay. Stone Leader Falling Down is is very gent styling. 
Yeah. These black claws is the one that's like... That has the wrapper on it. Yeah, no, the, yeah, the, I think both of those songs are, have corn vibes, but... Um, no, I'll echo what everyone else is saying, that it, it it's... I personally like I like it because they're so eccentric and they're so different, and nothing else will sound like them. But uh, I'm just curious what you guys think. I've I've got a note here, and I think that one of my, this note is what also makes it sound very Euro. Is his his English is very articulated and perfect, mm-hmm. and I mean this might come off wrong, but some. People whose English isn't their first language might have an accent, but then there's also a lot of Europeans that have had, had a really proper education, and their their English is very accentuated, and it's almost better than mine. And he when he's singing, he's very articulate, and it's clean. It's like, even, like, he sounds, he sounds more, his English is more proper than the average uh, Brit or American, almost. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing, but... I always loved that in music, though, because I, it was one of the reasons why I was always a, a huge Sepultura fan, because I just loved the way that yeah. Max Caballero... Just going for it. ...intonated. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just very, like... Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I like that about this band, but um, it, I think, um, considering everyone at this table, I've I probably got a, the big the longest history with this band, because I listened to their, their two prior albums... I can I can only sing praises about this album because the only way I can put it is they've really come into their own. This is like the these if you go back and listen to their other their their previous albums, they've fully matured in this album. And so they're they're really nailing like Niall said, equal parts heavy metal, but also staying true to their unique and eccentric sound, you know, European melodic uh, elements, heavy on the synth. There's some pianos, um, and then I guess the last thing I'll say is the lyrical content. Whether you guys got into it or not was was pretty dead on for the times. Uh-huh. So that song Twenty Four Light Years, it's all those all the lyrics are about being, it's it's very COVID, uh, uh, you yeah. know, trapped in your house uh, type of lyrics. But um, my my personal favorite on the album was the song Napalm. I thought that was. Again, being a long-time listener, that song Napalm is them fully like maturing as a band. That song is just a masterpiece. And that one has probably the most uplifting chorus on the whole album. Yeah. And it is one of those one of those tracks that like I said, you remove the the metal guitars and you put in just that pure synth. It would work as like there's like a real I, I think another Another part of the European sort of sound is that it almost sounds at times like it could have been like an 80s pop song. There's yes, like a, There's yes. something kind of weirdly nostalgic yes. about it. And I, I love that track too. And especially after the, you know, the second, the second chorus, instead of like guitar solos or a bridge, it's like a fucking synth solo. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, it just, I tell you what, if you put this album on when you're high, <laughs> all right, it's it's something else entirely. The it, song, the whole album. Okay, really? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, it's it's yeah. It's. I can only imagine. So yeah, maybe maybe Mitch, you go back and you you do that. So 
get find myself a nice marijuana cigarette. <laughs> but do you, do you act? Do you do that as an activity? Will you sit down? Because it's an interesting thing, and not to digress. Yes. Yeah. Take thirty seconds for it. Yeah. But I find. Yes, I know what you're gonna. Do ask. you sit down and just like just listen to music anymore? Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah, you do. Especially when I get high. No, no, with that's the my fucking favorite oh, thing no to do. TV, there's no anything else. It's just yeah. you sitting there. One thousand yeah. percent with fucking headphones. I will get high as a kite, <laughs> put on my headphones, and just just listen to the texture scraping my ear earlobes. I, I think, that, I think that's a that, lost dude. art. I think it's so easy now. I fu- Spotify, you're working yeah. and you're doing it. You're jogging and you're doing it, but you're in the that's, car. That's how I do every podcast. I, yeah. I listen to it at work. listen to it on my way to work. Yeah. But then you and sit then, down. And then I have a moment where I put on my, my noise-canceling headphones. And if I do get high, it's it's just extra textural because... It's it's something it, it's something so different. And you might like, hear... You'll hear things that you won't hear when you're not high. Right. And you're like, oh. They slipped a little something in there. There's a, that drum fill is fucking crazy. I don't do it often enough, but um, <laughs> just sitting and listening to music, not getting high. <laughs> not getting high. It's like yeah. my well, 2022 New Year's resolution is to get more high. Get more high. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it it is something that really just elevates the experience entirely. And I tell you, get high and listen to this album because it's just like. All the highs are even higher, and you're just like yeah. just floating in the ether, just loving these uplifting choruses, just having a great time. So, so what we'll do after the, when we get off of this podcast, we got to listen to Napalm first because the the riff, the riff before the chorus when the sh- when the song starts is one way, and then after the chorus they play the same riff, but they're I don't I'm not a guitar player. They're like double picking. It's the same riff, but they're like doubling down. Yeah, it's a little That's variation cool. on it. It's the it's same riff, intense, yeah. but it, it just, it's the next level. And it's like, ooh, they, they really thought about I just noticed that. Yeah. That's, that's, cool. that's what they do on this album throughout all of the, the songs. Not that exact thing, but just, it just never feels the same. It's yeah. always like yeah. fucking with you in some way. Yeah. But what that does in a positive way is it is it maintains an identity for the song it's like a motif you know and like a lot of really good movies with really good music scores they'll recycle like the melodies they'll recycle ideas uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they do them in a different way yeah. to give the whole score an identity mm-hmm. yeah so it's like they might they wouldn't do that song to song but yeah it's, I think like, it's called an arrangement right a different arrangement i don't know <laughs> i don't know that's a, that's a music word yeah, yeah. just quickly back to your um mm-hmm your original like criteria that that idea of just like keeping things fresh and interesting and like not just being monotonous in the scene is one of the reasons why this album scored so highly for me versus like i mentioned it before and it's only been out like a couple of days but you know black label society you know what you're going to get and you're pretty sure that it's going to be consistent and this is anything but not in a bad way, in actually a really good way. That's number three in the bag, down to the top two. So our collaborative second best album of the year. You ready? I'm ready. Was Conquering by Employed to Serve. Wow. Wait, what? That, okay. surpri- that surprised me. That surprised me as well. Yeah. Surprise! 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 Oh. So, Aaron, this was your 
nomination. Yes, so, it was. Tell Surprise. Me. Give us give us a top line on who they are, but also yeah. why did you choose it? Yeah, um employed to serve, uh was formed in 2012 in Woking, England by current members Justine Jones, uh lead singer, and Sammy Irwin, the guitarist. Uh the group's sound has been described as a mixture of death metal, hardcore, punk, post hardcore, and mathcore amongst other genres. The band cited Machine Head, Testament, and Exodus as influences on this album Conquering. Um, a gigantic one left out is uh, Lamb of God, but this, this album was picked because of that, but it was also picked because I'm also a, a longtime fan of the band. So, similar to Vola, I feel like in a different way, Employed to Serve has, has really come into their own and matured. And for better or for worse, they've done that by paying uh, homage to, again, self, self-admitted self their influences of Machine Head, Testament, Exodus, Lamb of God. So what this album comes down to is groove, 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 groove. This, this album grooves like a motherfucker, and I'll just jump. I'll just jump to one of the the reviews. Um, the um, metal injection. No one expected a British band to revitalize the new wave of American metal, but Conquering puts Employed to Serve in the upper echelon of big ticket groove metal. And so, with that said, again, longtime fan. They've got their 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 hardcore roots, um, but the album. From start to finish is just a masterpiece and each song uh to that point each song will give you a little hint a little taste of uh machine head of testament of exodus of lamb of god but like all artists they're borrowing but reinventing and putting their own tinge their own flavor on it and uh it's just absolutely pummeling and then the cherry on top of this album and the reason i picked it Again, I gotta go to a review. Is um, <clears throat> is uh, Justine Jones' vocals? Um, as a, as a female vocalist in the metal scene, um, I'll just again, I'll just someone else can say it better than me. Distorted sound. The review said Justine Jones' hardcore bark is as vitriolic and irresistible as ever. Um, Sputnik Music said Justine screaming is screaming as if in a shouting match with God. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, although she's the, uh, the the front woman, um, it's complimented by Sammy Irwin, the guitarist. He's got the more guttural, Cookie Monster vocals, as yes. as we say. But they just they complement each other. Um, there's even some clean vocals in this album. Uh, it's Definitely hard to pick my favorites, but I've probably played this. This album just came out in the last few months, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's been on heavy rotation, and you know, it's it's not it's not complicated metal, but um, it definitely tickles the eardrums. And again, it comes down to the groove. And so, um, I think most metalheads cannot deny good good groove, good good. Good groove metal, whether that's Pantera, 
Lamb of God. Uh, but these folks, they're they're carrying the torch. So my my top picks, hands down, World Ender, absolutely pummeling. Um, the next track after that, Conquering, is is just as brutal. Uh, Mark of the Grave is great, and then um, the honorable mention is 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 Exist, which um, if you watch the video, which is pretty cute and fun, um, is an obvious nod to. Um, um, just being a woman in this world so um she fucking owns it nails it and i think the album's a masterpiece uh again one more note they, they're self-admitted we're wearing our influences they said we're wearing our influences for this record more on our sleeve early machine head testament exodus um last review from the guardian employed to serve prove post sorry the guardian says Employed to serve, prove, past masters. Um, obviously the influencers. Conquering is a gut-churning thrill ride of an album mercilessly designed for maximal sonic motion sickness. Okay. So, I don't know what else to say. I'm going to say if you get a good review from Metal Album in The Guardian. <laughs> I know. Is it right? <laughs> what? Then you're, you're doing something right. Um, Mitch, do you rate this one? I did. This actually was my top album. From out of the four, wow! Okay. I, was, I was surprised. I wasn't particularly keen on them in the past. Like they were just kind of like, yeah, it, they were one of those bands where they would like float through my radar, and I'd be like, oh, this yeah. is good, but not particularly memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, what really gets me excited is a fundamentally new piece of music that is unlike anything I've ever heard, but works. And yeah. to me, that was exists. Yeah, like that is like you got to admit, there's something about that. And maybe it's referencing an old piece that I don't recall. Like I, I'm, I wasn't too into the, some of the reference bands. Yeah. Um, but from my perspective, it was it was kind of truly unlike anything I've heard in the metal scene. So nice. I, they they kind of shot up my list. Um, the the dual screamers is great. Yeah. Good good dynamic. You know that was probably my with my record that I picked the Carnifex record. It's like absolutely monster on the mic like, yeah. he had a roar but he was kind of really doing one thing yeah you know so this had a lot of, a lot more dynamic than I like that I liked than that record and then there's that there's that part that's not good or bad it's just subjective it's just like stylistically do I like it and this is right this is right in my wheelhouse yeah so yeah I love this record this was my this this actually beat the record that I proposed after I listened to all really? of them yeah, yeah. Simon before I come to you I'm just going to jump in there because Mitch and Aaron have said something that I have a slightly different perspective on, but not in a bad way. When you read out the influences, which I've got written down as well, Machine Head, Testament, Exodus. That's from the interwebs. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with all those. <laughs> with that, <coughs> sorry guys. They. He they, doesn't either. <laughs> they. They. They explicitly said that that's what. Those are the influences. Now. You're pretty much reading off like a menu, yeah. like for me that I'm picking from. You know, like this is this this album is everything that I like about metal. It is all about fucking good riffs and just like serious. Like you can't not headbang to this album. It's just infectious. But what I will say is, I don't think they're necessarily doing anything new. Right. But I don't mind that at all. Right. It it is like it is just taking shit that works 
putting a little bit of a twist on it, and I think the twist comes from the two vocalists and yeah. how, how they how they work together. But there's just nothing not to like in in this album for me. Definitely got the groove, but there's like some seriously thrashy elements, there's some metalcore moments. Um, they're a UK band, so got to fly the flag there. Yeah. So feeling <laughs> proud, but. As with a lot of UK bands, gang vocals in there. Anth- anthemic. Never not. An- anthems, yeah. Always welcome. Um, and between me and you, we've probably liked all of the al- all of the songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Like, And again, like my criteria going in was, of the albums I've listened to, how many of those songs are on rotation? And at least half of this album yeah. is. Like... All the tracks you mentioned, World Ender, Mark of the Graves, probably my favorite one because the one, the one, um, the, I've mentioned them like numerous times tonight, but the one uh, reference point, the one inspiration that they didn't mention that I'm shocked is that song is total Black Label Society. Babe. Wait, which it, one? Mark of the Grave. Is it? We'll listen to it after. Okay. I'm telling you, man, it's like. Down right. the tune, just yeah. chugging, just like straightforward, and that's the thing is it, it's straightforward, but it, like it fucking works. I love it. Um, sun up to sundown has got just oh. a fucking sick riff, and we don't need you. I think is great. Um, so I, this was this was my original choice. I knew you were gonna pick it, yeah. so I went Vola, and then, like I said before. Just the more I just was listening to Volo, I was like, you know what, this th- that album edges this, but it was, it was so close, man. And I think they the last track, Stand Alone, we'll listen to this after, but the outro riff is just so dirty and heavy, and it just I love that when you just a band gets a good riff going, and they're like, let's just keep it going. Yeah. When you think it's gonna end. To just drag it out one more and I can imagine like seeing them live and then just doing it even longer and longer and just keeping on going so pretty flawless for me this album um, and uh, I want one of their t-shirts man yeah I'll go yeah great logo and I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll put a cherry on top of, of, of why I picked them uh, shout out to was it Sam Don of Bangor TV mm-hmm. and his series of Metal Evolution this album wins for me this this album was picked by me because again referencing the whole groove metal new wave new wave new waves of metal really comes down to groove metal it's nothing new but i think you know whether it's a year from now 10 years from now i will always look back on this album as being part of the evolution of 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 metal someone had to do it yeah. that's all i'm going to say someone had to do it mm. and employed to serve did it this year with that album they they are going to be a bridge between pantera lamb of god exodus testament machine head they're part of that lineage now because of this album and so when it comes down to metal evolution this album is 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 on the map hands fucking down you know what this album it's just it's just that good it's nothing new but it's it's fucking good is this not a Duff's album like if oh, they if yeah. they had this yeah, on, on that jukebox keep it in the jukebox yeah yeah, yeah. smashing yeah. that okay so the reason why I jumped in ahead of you Simon is just because I don't know 
I get a sense you might have a slightly different opinion than the rest of us. Why so. do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, unlike Mitch, I uh, rated this album last out of the four. Yeah. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, this comes down to a taste preference, mm-hmm. obviously. Sure. I'm not a musician. I can't speak to any other technical term. Absolutely. Uh, other than as a layman, but I don't know. I. Uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, there, there are there are black metal elements of this. When you mentioned uh, the black label society influence as well, I definitely detected that. And I like black met, no, black uh, label society in general. But I thought, and I, I don't want to diss them or anything. I, I I liked it. I just thought it was a little bit underwhelming. Mm-hmm. There was nothing about it that caught my attention. I thought the vocals were quite average. I thought the riffs and the tone of the album was uh, not very original. And in a sense, that is exactly... I can can see people um, picking up this album and getting exactly what they want. Yeah. It's just no for me. Yeah. Um, I when when you have a drummer, sorry, but when you have a drummer that plays <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's, a, that's monkey a, work. That's a timeless riff. Monkey work. <laughs> wow. a, monkey, a monkey can do that. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, no, I just um there are there are some uh, and this could just goes to the black metal influence. There are some elements like that where I just go, oh, I can skip this part because this is soulless and uninteresting. But to others, it might be exactly what they're looking for. Um, I liked the fact that they had two vocals, uh, vocalists. I think they desperately needed that because while she has, the main vocalist, has a very particular style, um, I, I, can, I can appreciate that even though it's not my favorite style of singing. Uh, there are other female vocalists that I, uh, quite frankly, adore more than. <laughs> no. Not in that way. Such as who? No, like you got the your band. future wife. What? Oh, exactly. No. Um, J Lo. <laughs> Taylor Swift. No. Um, um, I I think she has she does one thing throughout the entire. When she started singing clean vocals, I was like, oh, thank God, there's something else. Um, so I just, uh, I thought it was a little bit like, I've heard it before, um, this is not my, the, the the kind of metal that I'm attracted to. And that's just from personal perspective. Yeah. Um, I, 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 but I, but I had to sit down and choose between Carniflex and this one. And I, I, it wasn't obvious. I almost said conflicts. Um, I think you said Carniflex. <laughs> well, was that not? Okay. There's no else. Carnifex. Carnifex. Okay. Carnifex. <laughs> That's you. Just like, you flexing okay, your fucking yeah, meat yeah, exactly. diet. My... Flexing your meat. Okay. <laughs> Keep going, Simon. Don't stop. Um, well, I, um, Vola. It wasn't. It wasn't obvious to me that I would. Uh, like that more than 
Carnifex and and, and this, um, but I so I went I, I did like a um, accounting system right, and then I counted on how much point each song of each album surmised to, and and it just hit the bottom for me in terms of the four albums. So yeah, so it's, it's a math thing. It's a little bit about uh, what it, the math told me what I already knew. Right? <laughs> yeah. But see, this is this is why I said to you guys that I thought that it wasn't exactly reinventing the wheel. There's a yeah. slight there's a slight different flavour, and even before you'd sent me your ratings, I just had this feeling that you might have this lower than others, just based on what you're into. And I think that like it appeals to me so much because everything in here is the type of metal that I exactly. love. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't think that if you're, so if you're not already a fan of this yeah. style, I don't think this is going to be the album that's going to yeah. make you want to be a fan of it. So I, I totally hear you. I, I totally get the, yeah, Crit- Samuel wasn't raised on Pantera exactly. and Sepultura. Well, no, yes and no. No, I wasn't, right? Yeah. I, I, um, it might be a generational thing. It might just... No, it just, yeah. it's just the facts. It's not a positive or it's negative a, thing. It's yeah. just not... Yeah. It's just a question of taste. Yeah. It's what you're more yeah, exactly. a young man growing up in Oslo. Yeah. You know? Just, um, yeah. you think I like mayhem, but... Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But it's... Uh, imagine how boring it would be if we all thought this was... A masterpiece, but I, I honestly thought this was going to come out as number one. I, I got surprised, but I think a lot of us got a little bit surprised. Oh, yeah. I see, I I didn't, mm. and we'll All get right. to, we'll we'll get to why, but I cool. I I didn't, so I didn't, ex, I didn't expect Mitch to rate it so highly. Yeah, I didn't either, and but I did expect you to not rate it so highly. Yeah. And I obviously knew that me and Aaron. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you did. All the power to you. Yeah. Th- th- that's that's why this is so fun to do because we all have different flavors. Yeah. You know, that's that's a great thing about metal. It's not just one kind of. You like metal and you like fucking everything yeah. in metal. There are so many different. That's a it's a big umbrella. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and that's, that that is not obvious to people who doesn't live, listen to metal at all, yeah. right? No, exactly. Yeah. But I why will... are they so angry? <laughs> but after after we finish, after we take a pause, we'll put on a track, and I just want to see if Simon can stop himself from headbanging. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right, yeah. we like it. Let's take a little break. There, we'll come back for our numero uno, number one. Okay, so without further ado, Metal Recall's album of 2021 is Radical by Every Time I Die. Yes, it is. Cheer noises. Yeah! (sighs) Simon, this was your nomination. So I can't imagine that anyone that would listen to this would not know who Every Time I Die are. Right. I have I wrote a, down a, a, a little. Boy, he's got no idea. Oh, he's got no idea, does he? No, no, not no idea. Just not. Again, going back to the point of this podcast, and I've known of them and who they are. Mm. I've never taken the deep, the deep dive. Oh, yeah. There we go. Well, uh, and I'm glad. I'm certain glad I did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll get into it. Well, don't take us on the deep dive. Take us on just the well, shallow dive. Well, they're from they're from New York, Buffalo, New York, but. Um, this is their home state. Um, they've been playing for more than 20 years. 1998 they started. 
I was yeah. I was six. How good was it in 1996? Well, um, have you listened to it? Yeah, yeah I've, I've listened to it. It's crazy, actually. I've written it down here too. Like how insane of a um, ev- evolution. Uh, the, the well, I would only hope they don't yeah, sound like yeah, they do from right? 1996. Uh, Keith Buckley is the vocalist, and his evolution through like the the the, the first record that they put out uh, until now has just been amazing. And I, I honestly got to say, he has never sounded better than he does here. I, agree. I love it. It's uh, you know I had a I was expecting Spirit Box to be my number one um, uh, album of this year, so I had a bit a little bit of oh I was let down a bit, and but I knew every time I die was on the horizon. They they released um, a song from this album all the way back in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and they just released this album uh, a month ago now I think. Um, so they had all this in the works. They've actually come out and said that they were actually done writing the whole album before the pandemic hit. Wow. They wanted to wait to release it until they were able to tour with it again. This album? This album. Now, luckily, we are seeing them in, in May, so that's going to be a blast. Fuck yeah. They had this album done before, before the pandemic started. So that's kind of exciting. And, and they went the whole route of let's um, release uh, I think they released three maybe four tracks mm-hmm. and that got me worried again like oh shit they're just gonna release their good tracks and then there won't be anything left to listen to little did you know there was another <laughs> 13 tracks to yeah be right 16 <laughs> tracks in total 51 minutes I don't think that's too long I'm happy <laughs> um, and I gotta say there's not a single track here I'm skipping I think it's all has its place. All the songs are different enough to to be worthwhile for the entire album experience. You know, their previous album, Low Teens, was by far my favorite. Every time I die, uh, album. Yeah. Um, the first track of that one and the last track of that album is the heaviest ones. And I was so happy that they're just embracing going like almost sludgy. How heavy? How they go? Like it's not. It's not the uh, hardcore kind of punk that they did in the beginning, um, which is a part of Every Time I Die, for sure, uh, and has its place, but I'm, I'm glad they're embracing the heaviness. Here you got four, five, maybe six tracks that are some of the heaviest tracks that they've made, but they've also got their classic Every Time I Die sound. They've got the punk there's some like lively, fun tracks in between here as well, and it's just a plethora of, of different like yeah. roller coasters here. Yeah. I love that, and I was so pleasantly surprised by the release of this album that I was like, "Yep, yeah, you go right to the top, mate." And I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it too. It is long, but what I what I do appreciate is that not the same as Vola because it's it all feels a little bit more cohesive than their style but there is a lot of different influences in mm. here um I, I i texted you the other day and said i was only <laughs> halfway through and i was fucking exhausted mm. because i think it is like a it's relentless relentless like the first the first i want i want to say half the album but maybe like you know i think there is uh um Thing with feathers, yeah, almost comes in about halfway, which actually almost acts as like a break point in the yeah. album. Mm. The first half of the album is 
fucking frenetic. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I feel exhausted listening to Keith Buckley because he yeah. is just like all over. He makes the you shop. frantic, yeah. doesn't he? You, 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 you get like. You can barely sit still. You're like, you want to go punch a wall or join a movement or something. It's like yeah. control, <laughs> controlled chaos. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good way to describe it because it doesn't feel like... It's it's chaotic, but it doesn't feel like out of control mm-hmm. or like, shit, I need to turn this off. This is like too much. Right, it's not noise. It's, I, think, I, think that's, noise. I think that's largely in the way that he controls his delivery because mm-hmm. it, it's like he has such amazing range. Yeah, you know, we said before. He's we, so skilled. The range on him is bananas. Yeah, I, th- I think he's one of the best vocalists going yeah. at the moment. Like, he's yeah. got so much flair, but unique as well. Like I, you, you hear his voice and you know it's instantly him. So Absolutely. I had a great time with the record myself, Aaron. I know that. Um, I don't know that you you shared your rankings with me, but did this surprise you? How much you absolutely stunned yeah i, I was b- b- before to before literally before today mm-hmm. it was obviously going to be um employed to serve yeah which again i stand by that album but um when i sat down and, and played this album i was absolutely floored the first track no no the whole album the whole album but it sets the standard for the whole album and no of course just... the the, fir- the the first track is a fucking From banger beginning to end yeah but yeah. but but the whole album is is fantastic so i don't know if I can take the floor, but I I got a lot to say about this album. Go for it. I'd love to hear from someone who hasn't listened to like yeah it forever. Yeah. Well, I, I did do a little research on the band, and uh, there's it, ironically there's a lot of s- similar themes to the other bands we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, like Vola, I feel like this band has fully come into their own. Mm-hmm. Like Employed to Serve, they are drawing on so many other genres and influences mainly mainly massively post-hardcore yeah this is so fucking post-hardcore and i love that because post-hardcore is the jump off talking about evolution yeah like if you can incorporate some post-hardcore and punk into your metal yeah um it's just i mean you know thrash whatever Mm. um post-hardcore becomes metal Lots of mathcore. Yeah. If you guys are familiar yeah. with Dillinger's Escape Plan, <laughs> oh yeah. But there, are, there are tons and tons of moments in this album. I'm like, that's a Dillinger Escape Plan riff. Yeah. And it's 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 math metal. It's mathcore. It's yeah. it's jazz influenced, and it's constantly changing up. It's frenetic. It's schizophrenic, and I love that. Well, one of my favorite tracks in this album is uh, Post Boredom Number Three. It is like five different songs into one song. It, it is. I can't believe I'm still listening to one song. Did it jump or did what's what's happening here? It's it's just a, a fun track. And when you've got sixteen songs and oh. you have the leftover creativity yes. to have the third song on yes. the album. This is being, overflowing. It's it's like And so the last genre I dare say that they bring to the table, this, the track we were listening while we were eating. Yeah. Uh Prague. Yeah. Like they're just breaking out into melodies and yeah. harmonies. And then switching right back to post-hardcore metal, and it's like the balls on these guys. That's that sounds fucking weird, but it's it it's working, yeah. and they have every right to flex. And from from a musical standpoint, 
going back to to, to Mitch's comments about um, the the employee deserve track, I've never heard anything like that. So mm-hmm. they 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 capture a lot of different genres, but then they just do some weird shit. Because they can. And they and make it, it their own too. And it's it like, works. Well and that creates like a new sound. And yeah. then and then the um what else? There's so many good things to say. There's moments on the album where um sorry, the vote lead singer, um Yeah, Keith. Keith Keith sounds like Zach De La Roca. He's got the cadence of rage against the machine. Yeah. Sometimes he sounds like he's right out of at the drive in, which is again post hardcore. And then my favorite thing is the production. And now you'll love this. This is Trap Them. Yeah. This sounds like you're in the room with the band. It's, it's yeah, not very o- live. It's very fucking live. raw. It's mm-hmm. live. It's not overproduced. It doesn't sound like it's been through a million filters. It's like. That's very every time I die. That, it's yeah. like. They and do I'm that. so glad that they keep it's keep like you're, you're it's like, like you're, is this a live take? Yeah. You, you don't know for sure. Yeah. It's it, like you're right there, and then and it then, sounds it sounds sweaty. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a there's a track I can't remember which track exactly. I think it's the one that's called Sex 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 or something where he just goes, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry, and it just sounds so live and improvised and just like yes. yeah, you it's you you guys presence right and there. then and then and then and then. Just last thing to say, um, we don't always get into it, but I took what from the first track, mm. reading the lyrics, that's all it took. Yeah. The lyrics are fucking profound. They're poetic. And I, I did take a deep dive and see some interviews. Uh, his influences are everything from Tears... Tears for Fears yeah. in the 80s, yeah. all the way up to Eddie Vedder, yeah. where his influences. And I'm like, and he's like, I'm always looking for uh, inspiration from from other lyricists that were that were poets. And so, this there, is, there are no platitudes in his lyrics. I, I find it's it's. I think he's. I thought the lyrics were fucking amazing. I mean, they're like that first one, Dark Distance. It's like very novel, very unique, very profound. That. Spare the ones I love, yeah. slay the yeah. rest, make us pay, yeah. give us our plague now. Yeah, I got that note too. Yeah. It's like a little bit. They wrote that before. Well, COVID. I think Nia was talking to me in between in between cuts of this podcast, and he's talking about how I don't know. It's it's almost like a little sarcastic or like yeah. a little cheeky. It's, you know, it's, it's satirical. Oh, he's cheeky. It's, 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 yeah. it's tongue in cheek. Or, the, or this one, one lyric. Go ahead. One of the songs where he said, "It says something like the world made us sick." Yeah, how can it how, heal us? How can it heal us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that is, but then there's, smart, you know? but yeah. there's some beautiful ones like uh, the song you talked about, the song that breaks up the middle of the album, thing thing with feathers. Yeah, it's not as as brutal, but it's a great song. These lyrics resonated with me. They they poured over the papers trying to solve your equation, but the truth was not in math; it was in faith. The divine does not divide; she permeates. Mm. It's funny because I thought that was yeah. fucking beautiful. Keith is a like pretty outspoken atheist, but he loves fucking with religion, but in both ways. He he's got parts where he slams it, but he's he says openly that he's very interested in the concept and stuff like that. I'm sure he was 
I don't know. I can't say, but like, I, I, I like many people in America. I'm sure you were brought up with some form of it. Um, I, I think regardless of your faith, it's it's a fascinating subject, it's a and there's, fascinating a, lot, subject. there's a lot of richness in yeah. religion. Yeah, you know? My my brother used to. Um, I don't know if he still is. Used to be a huge every time I die fan, mm-hmm. and he had like some behind the scenes of one of their albums. Um, mm-hmm. We like on DVD, whether it was out a bonus CD or whatever and like Keith Buckley and his brother Jordan who's the guitarist in the band they're like really funny guys yeah. like yeah. really like really funny guys I, I think I remember laughing that Jordan Buckley put out a tweet saying a hundred you know the film 127 hours yeah, no. yeah. where um James Franco gets his arm trapped under a rock. a rock. Oh, I've, he heard, to, I've heard of it based on a true story. He's yeah. like, that film would have been better if The Rock was played by The Rock. <laughs> 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 but I, I think, like, they're kind of... I've always thought that their personality comes through in the kind of music they make. Absolutely. I just wanted to pick up on what you were saying about, um, about Keith Buckley, lead singer. I think that he could front any any type of mm. band yeah from a post hardcore a punk band a metalcore band my favorite track on the album is white void yeah and i think that's just straight up rock and roll yeah like yeah. the chorus like he could front a, a rock and roll band and i think i've told you guys this before but he was the lead singer of a super group with scott ian from anthrax and a couple of guys from fallout boy and the Lost Souls, was it? No, it was... No. Um, oh, bloody hell, I didn't do my homework. Fuck me, I can't remember the name of the band. Anyway, they put out an album, Iconoclast. The Damn Things was that group he was a part of. Listen he to was? That. It, it's, it's more... It, it's... If memory serves correct, it's a little bit more on the rock and roll vibe. So. Not as Fine. heavy, not, yeah. But he's got an incredible voice, very unique, and it's probably the standout part of this album for me although I do really appreciate that it's definitely frenetic but I, I it, it's interspersed by you know I always look for good riffs like mm-hmm. there, it's interspersed by a bunch of good riffs throughout Sick. like I think the, the track A Colossal Wreck probably yeah. has some, yeah. of, some of the best riffs like, yeah. and like real sort of like chugging riffs that just come out of nowhere that are, are really good but yeah, man, the White Void instantly was my favourite on this album. Yeah. I just thought that was like fucking. I'll have that on heavy rotation. Man. That's your t- one of your top picks. That is that is the top pick for me. I had a so. really hard time picking. Yeah, <laughs> they're all yeah, so good. Honestly, they're, they're all so fucking good. I mean, <laughs> bang it on after it's it's, yeah. just, it's just the chorus, the melody. Like I said, it's just pure. Rock and Another rock, one, yeah. that song Able. We are all, yeah. we are out of this world because all good, good drugs go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll kick it over to Mitch because we've worked yeah. lyrical so far. I want to get your take. Well, on I mean, that, that's like a good point. So I was a little bit torn with this. Where like, like when it comes to music, like I, I guess I'm not unique in it, but lyrics are super important. You know, that can really tint the whole thing. Yeah. If you hear something, you're like, oh, that kind of sucks. You know, you, yeah. it's really hard to take the piece seriously after that. Yeah. And on the other hand, 
if something is just like really profound or clever or beautiful, it helps it out. It can really, you know, edge you in the right direction. Yeah. So I was impressed and disappointed with this record. This was not one of my top. This is my third pick out of the four. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, because for me and and for me, it was really all in the su- in the uh, subjectivity of it. It's like lyrics, check, like brilliant, yeah, clever. Um, what's the word I'm looking for when it makes you think? Introspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they, they, these guys are total riff hounds. They took all the good riffs. All they, of them. Yeah, they, they wrote them they, and they took them again. They they yeah. they got all the good riffs. There's no more good riffs left. Oh, I say that to employ to serve. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're both refounds. But for me, the subjectivity part was like versus low teens, which is like a mm-hmm. really good record in my opinion. Really? Record what absolutely. they did on this one was they went for... There's two new influences that I didn't hear on low teens. One of it was like kind of that Born of Osiris, like outer space metal. Mm-hmm. And that e- and that like almost Middle Eastern kind of like harmonic minor like, kind of like, yeah. I don't I don't even know how yeah. to describe it. It's like that like yeah, Middle Eastern vibe. Oh, you didn't like that shit? That shit. I don't like it. That tickles oh, me so good. Yeah. Like well, it, that's why. That's that why. Tickles I, me so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying? It was missing on this album, or is, no? Was that, that no? Like low teens was a lot less More, of that. Mitch yeah. doesn't like the Middle East. I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm canceled. I'm canceled. Yeah, that's I'm fine. Sorry. I was bound. No, it, it, it was bound to happen. I'm being it's totally fun. <laughs> it's gonna like, happen to us. No, but, it's but definitely styl- a different album from Low Tunes. That's what I I'm talking about. And so stylistically, like I wanted to like this album more because, like I said, Exhibit A, Riff Hounds, Exhibit B, like gorgeous lyrics, yeah, yeah. clever, amazing. It, but like for me, like I can't get into that like Middle East metal, like yeah. those scales that they use and like that kind of style. There's a lot of awesome style mm. in this. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on record or in between cuts, but one of the most jarring things for me is the scream and then to clean singing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, there's no in-between. There's no grays. It's black and white. Yeah. This is the opposite of that. Yeah. He's in a single phrase. Yeah. Going from screaming to whispering to singing to, like, doing this half-fry voice thing, and it's, yeah. it's beautiful. That always, so. the always impresses me. Like, yeah. That always yeah. I mean, it, it, the he's, whole album sounds like it was done in one take. Yeah. In ter- like, he's yeah. the almighty in terms, yeah. you know, he's he's top 10 metal vocalists in the last decade. That's what I wanna, wanted to articulate before about that Silent Planet album, because I felt exactly the same there. It's like, to, to go from a scream to clean, like, just within the same breath mm. is like... Masterful. Well, that, and that's that's one take. Yeah. That's that's not like I've done the verse now. And now the other vocalist comes. Well, that's and a different does. paradigm than a, like. It seems like a lot of the screaming and screaming and singing, particularly circa like two thousand eight, mm. was done by two people. Yeah. Like the birth of hardcore, mm. Devil Wears Prada, mm. like some of those bands. It was it was always one screamer, one singer. Yeah. And the singer generally couldn't scream, yeah. and the screamer so tag team. And the screamer this generally. This is era, so right? And, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. era. Still does that, and you know, era. Well, obviously, tons of other ones. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a million bands like that, but it, it takes. It, it's it's unbelievably skillful, to be able to flip back and forth and transition between the with one person. Breath. Like those are two, unique skills. You know. Yeah. Um. I I said this off air so to speak but 
I don't know if you guys are familiar with the band Here's Legend, but this in some parts sometimes similar to Every Time I Die, but definitely vocally, like the guy has an incredible range. Mm. Like and he can transition between the two really well. I don't on part maybe, I don't know. Like you you choose, but um it's it's always something that I think is, is really impressive mm. than just like I think you get to hear a bit more passion as well, yeah, just yeah. the way that it kind of builds like that. And I mean, he's nothing if not passionate. There, yeah. There's a, there's a. Oh yeah, it comes through. There's a passion and, and like uh, crazy, like almost like bizarre desperation in his voice sometimes that makes you just like you 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 you're like a raging bull trapped in like a crazy madhouse and you're just trying to figure out a way out and. You don't know if you're the crazy one or if or if the world around you is crazy. Yeah. And the last thing I want to say before I, before I wrap this up this album, this is this is my Acacia Strain decay oh, from yeah. last year. Yeah. This yeah, album say. is so misanthropic and fucking negative. It is Acacia Strain decay was it's, pandemic. It's so this important. is the pandemic album yeah. for 2021. Yeah. This is so negative hatred for humanity yeah they're they're little hints of like hope but it's a pretty fucking they're, they're being real with it it's they're like, being very yeah, real I'm, like i'm trying bring but the, I, I bring the plague see. already yeah. like, so, like like hence their title track or not their title track but their first single planet shit yeah planet shit i was yeah. about well, to mention that yeah it's well, to be honest, that's actually my one of my least favorite songs. That's a little oh, yeah. bit on the nose. But conceptually, yeah, Conce- yeah. 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 conceptually, yeah. But, it's a bit but, on the nose. It's straightforward. But like. there's clearly a theme with me, like be- before, right before, in in 2019, my 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 album pick was Death Atlas by um, Cattle Decapitation. Yeah, yeah. And there's a song called Bring Back the Plague. And what yes. happened three months right. later? Fucking hell. Did they call it? We don't know. I don't know. Don't but know. Then, no one can know. But then Acacia Strain did decay, and that was just like, we are in the middle of fucking yeah. the shit. And then this album is reflecting on the shit, and it's like, yeah, yeah but, but I was we're, we're shit. And, and, I, and I was surprised to learn that, <laughs> but they, in a poetic, that they wrote huh? all this before the pandemic. Like, I... I that's, I, that's what I read on the interwebs, but, um, you, you know... Um, they're saying well I know that I know that ever, you even said you were waiting for this album so yeah, maybe there's no, some no. truth to that but I yeah, just but they, they published one of the songs I mean he in, must be a really he must be um, a really dark negative person if no, he wrote but, this shit but let me tell three you, years ago let me tell you a little bit of story about like he he, I, he from what I've heard he apparently writes like a maniac for a very short amount of time mm-hmm. for for low teens he so every time I die was touring with August Burns Red in 2015 and they had to jump ship from that tour every time I die I had to jump ship from that tour because Keith Buckley had to attend a medical emergency regarding his seven month pregnant uh, wife and unborn child okay um, luckily from what I could tell that all worked out but mm-hmm. most of low teens was written in the hospital while he was just looking after his wife and soon-to-be child. So he must... I don't know if he if he writes in a frenzy, mm. like it sounds like he does in the albums, but I don't know. He, he They seem to be pretty fucking intensive people in terms of writing as well. And, and I don't know if they wrote all this or just the main body before yeah. the, the pandemic, but... Um, 
if regardless, they've got the fucking finger on the pulse. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you wrote it before the pandemic, even more amazing. Even more impressive. Because yeah. it's really on fucking point. All right. Well, this album is... It's long, just like this podcast. So let's let's wrap it up here. But before before we do, so, but it's a buffet. It certainly is. Yeah. Um, before you we can do, only come so, back for more. <laughs> White White Void was my favorite track. Cool. What about you? Um, post boredom. It's it's not the heaviest one, but it's yeah. just loads of fun. Yeah, post boredom. I've got post boredom. Colossal wreck. Des- desperate great. pleasures and AWOL and AWOL and yeah. AWOL yeah I also had I thought Distress Rehearsal yes was good yeah. um, thing I didn't mention are you guys familiar with Radiohead at all of course uh, yeah thing yeah. thing without feathers yeah. to me at the start sounded exactly like Street Spirit by Radiohead are you familiar with that track yeah if you look online they, they give a nod to that they did ah. that on purpose yeah yeah oh fair well, enough yeah go. they're fans you got a good ear yeah there you go alright so in summary, our top four albums of the year were in fourth place, Carnifex with Graveside Confessions, third place, Vola Witness, second place, Employed to Serve, Conquering, and first place, Every Time I Die with Radical. And unless you guys have anything else you want to add, we've done two hours. I think Ooh. it's about time to it's call it a enough. night. Success. Get high and listen to these tracks all over. Yeah. Again. All right. All right. Let's get fucked shout up. Out, shout out to uh, Niles' parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bob and Janet. If you're out there, light one up for us. Yep. All right. All right. Everyone, Everyone have a good Christmas. We we'll speak to you again in a year. Yep. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers.